We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast. Coming to you uh, to talk about Mr. Isaiah Spiller. This is our final get to know the draft picks uh, interview. And joining me to do that is Mr. Mark Passwaters, who covers Texas AM for rivals.com. Mark, thanks for taking the time to join me today. How are you? I'm doing good, Stephen. How about you? I'm doing great as well. I uh, take it we're a big baseball fan. Got a lot of baseball jerseys back there. Who's, who's the squad? Well, uh, it's not just baseball. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got over my left shoulder would be Cal Ripken and George Brett. You can't really see uh, John Riggins. Um, here, let me move okay. it a little bit. Uh, then you got Nolan Ryan, which is a prerequisite if you're a Texan. Um, <laughs> and then Brooks Robinson, uh, Willie Mays, Jim Palmer. And then over here is my uh, A&M wall. Large. Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, Miles Garrett, Von Miller, and then uh, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, J.J. Watt, and Craig Biggio, who are most not assuredly, assuredly not Aggies, and then an autographed poster from President George W. Bush, who also not an Aggie. But uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, stuff that I've accumulated over 20-some years of wasting money. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a really cool wall. I'm sure there are a lot of cool stories there. Um, well, like I said, we'll talk about Isaiah Spiller. Before we do, I want to get some of your thoughts uh, about some of the other Texas and Texas A&M players and uh, who were kind of drafted this year. Maybe get some initial reactions there. So, obviously, you have to talk about Kenyon Green first and foremost. He was the first round pick for the Aggies this year. Any surprise by you and those who cover the team that he was drafted that high? And uh, like you mentioned, you know, he gets to stay at home in Houston or at home in Texas, at least, I should say, uh, playing for the Texans. So what would you make of that landing spot and uh, were you surprised by it? Uh, I wasn't really surprised that he was a first rounder. I was surprised maybe that he went 15th. Uh, that was uh, a bit of an eye opener. But when you look at things and you take a look at where the Texans are and the problems that they have on both lines, it makes perfect sense that you sit there at 15 after you've taken Derek Stingley uh, with the third pick and just go, we need to get the best linemen available. And in this case, it was definitely Kenyon. And what they get with him is not only a very big dude. You're talking about a guy who's 325, 
soaking wet. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting a guy who has versatility. This is a, a guy who started his first season at right guard. Then he moved to left guard and was an All-American. And then he moved out to right tackle. And then when things went kind of south at the start at the start of the season, moved back inside the left guard, was an All-American again. But in the process, also played left tackle against Alabama and shut out Will Anderson, uh, which is no mean feat. And he even took a couple of snaps in the Orange Bowl in 2020 at center. So you're talking about a guy who can play all five positions. And he's very smart, uh, work ethic second to none. Uh, he and DeMarvin Leal, the guy who went to the Steelers in the third round, were kind of the leaders in that locker room each of the last two seasons. And those were the guys he didn't cross. So, it, you know, in terms of intangibles, he's also a, an excellent fit for a team that really needs to get some leadership from young players because, you know, they're basically starting from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see how that one pans out. I was curious to see where the guards ended up in, in this year's draft class, and they went 15 to the Texans, and then 17, of course, to the Chargers. So um, we'll get to uh, Zion Johnson's current teammate and Kenyon Green's former teammate and Isaiah Spiller, um, and we'll kind of go in depth here. I know his dad went to Texas A&M, but was it always a foregone conclusion that he was going to attend there? Or did the Aggies have some legitimate competition in, in Isaiah's recruitment? Actually, he was originally committed to Oklahoma. And uh, when that came down, it was quite a shock because, <laughs> you know, everybody thought, well, this is Fred's kid. He's going to come to A&M. And as the, the process continued and Jimbo Fisher really started to, you know, kind of put his stamp on that program, you know, because when you take a look at the, the college recruiting process, it's a three-year thing sort of thing and when it started off kevin sumlin was there and yeah. then sumlin left jimbo had to kind of juggle the situation that he had and really what jimbo could immediately offer isaiah was playing time and a lot of carries you take a look at what travion williams who's now with the bengals did his first season he ran for 1700 yards and it'd be they wore him out and uh you know, you, you took a look at AM's backfield and, uh, you know, they, they really had a short shortage going into to 2019. And, you know, Jimbo really put the pressure on to try to, to get Isaiah to reconsider. And by midsummer, you know, I think that the pull of the Aggie network, dad being an Aggie and all that stuff kind of, you know, started to wear on him and he, and he flipped and, you know, it didn't take long for him to get on the field. First first game out against Texas State, he burst off an 85-yarder and kind of validated my argument that he was the best running back in Texas for 2019, which was a very good class. So uh, he he didn't slow down. He was a great, great player for AM for three seasons. And uh, not only that, he was a guy that was extremely dependable and he also had one of those leadership roles. He wasn't as outspoken as maybe a Kenyon Green or a DeMarvin Leal, but right. the example that he set was second to none. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm really excited to dive into kind of that leadership style, and we're, we're seeing some of that already in Los Angeles. But I, I want to go back to his freshman year a little bit. You mentioned the immediate impact. Um was that always going to be the case for him? Was he because you mentioned Jimbo kind of promised that to him? 
was he always going to be the workhorse right away or was there another guy that you know he necessarily had to beat out in, in training camp if you will well it's kind of uh i wouldn't necessarily say beat out they had a guy that they had figured was going to be rb1 in jay sean corbin and he was the starter for the first game and oh. he, he was good and then uh Isaiah came in and, and took things to another level. So you thought, oh, okay, they've, they've got two good backs. This is what they need. And in the first quarter of the next game against Clemson, Corbin got hurt and it ended his season. He tore a hamstring, if I remember correctly. And that was it. Isaiah was thrown right into the fire right then. I mean, he was RB1 the rest of the way uh, during his time at AM. And it was it, the first season. 2019 was kind of hit or miss. He had some huge games, and then he had some games where the the totals were almost non-existent. But a lot of that had to do with the offensive line, which really kind of was struggling to get, uh, you know, get their sea legs in 2019. Uh, in 2020, he was the guy from the get-go. That same line evolved into a very, very good group. And you see a lot of those guys in the NFL now. Dan Moore is the starting left tackle. Yeah. For instance, uh, with the uh, the Steelers, and uh, you know uh, those guys meshed into a very good college football offensive line, and he took advantage of it. You know, a thousand yards, and uh, this past season, uh, he and Devon A. Chain really had to carry the load because Zach Calzada, who came in in, in week two after Haynes King got hurt, just he he had a great game against Alabama. Don't get me wrong, but outside of that, it was not very good. Uh, at quarterback last year for AM. And those guys had to carry the mail and they did a great job. And I was very impressed with both of them, but Isaiah, especially because everybody knew that he was going to have to be the guy for that offense last year. And he came through. Was the game at the Denver Broncos stadium, was that 2020 or was that last year? That was last year. Okay. <laughs> I remember watching that game thinking, man, Colorado is just, daring Texas A&M to throw the ball at this point and, and load it up against Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, no, they were, they were absolutely convinced that if you stop 28 and, and six, A-Chain, who I think we may be talking about this time next year, uh, is uh, you'd win the game. And they were almost right. They and, were really close. And, yeah, they, they were really close. And as it turned out, it was one of the assets of Isaiah Spiller, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield that won the game for him. He caught the, the game-winning touchdown pass mm. with about three minutes left. And, uh, you know, you, you walk out of there thinking, wow, that's a that's a, a big win. But on the other hand, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, is this the best they got on offense now? <laughs> yeah, Colorado wasn't very good either. <laughs> Somebody had to watch them every single week. Um, you know, you mentioned his ability as a pass catch. You mentioned him being dependable. How would you describe – his ability as a runner or what kind of player he is on the field on a week to week basis? Uh, well, he's 225 pounds. So he's more physical than people give him credit for, especially when you watch him because he's very elusive. He has one of the best drop steps I've seen on a long time, you know, where you kind of put that one foot in the ground and then, you know, cut the other direction. Uh, he made a lot of guys miss with that ability. And I think that his elusiveness is something that people don't recognize. But one thing that is going to be, vital. And I think people in LA will appreciate this considering they're building around Justin Herbert is the fact that he pass blocks, mm -hmm. you know, he picks up a blitz as good as any running back I've seen in ages. 
you know, and he's not, a, he's not afraid to get physical. He'll drop his shoulder in and take a linebacker on, uh, you know, when they, when there's a, a gap in the line. So I think that's something that'll be absolutely critical in, in the NFL. And I think that's one of the things that'll help him get on the field more quickly uh, with the Chargers. Yeah, as you know, that was absolutely an issue for this Chargers team last year whenever Austin Eckler would uh, come off the field as you, you couldn't depend on really any player to do anything <laughs> reliable. It was it was a mess, Mark. I'm not even kidding you. Like Isaiah is going to have a huge opportunity to come in and earn minutes, earn carries because they just did not have a second guy that they could rely upon at all in any facet of the game. So, you know, hearing that he's a great pass protector, you know, hearing how reliable he is, I think is going to be music to people's ears on this channel. Yeah, I think I mean, you go take a look at the numbers and sometimes you look at players and numbers lie. But sure. in the case of uh, in the case of Spiller it doesn't. You take a look at his numbers, I think for each season is 555656 in terms of yards per carry. That's what he was. Get the get him in the ball, he's going to get you five and a half yards. Uh but his pass catching ability um really improved over the last season plus. You know, obviously he caught the touchdown pass against Colorado, but he also caught a very big pass uh, on the same kind of wheel route against Alabama in the the final drive to to set up the game-winning field goal in that game. You know, he's a guy who catches the ball, he runs well, he he's he's improved in his decisiveness in hitting the hole. Is that was my big complaint in 2019 was he'd dance a little bit in the backfield, but as things went mm-hmm. as time went on, he became more assertive. He'd find a hole and he'd hit it. You know, and the thing that I would just say about him, and and you pretty much already said it, you know, he's consistent. And that's the thing that really stood out in terms of, you know, collegiate players. And I think that's one thing that'll be a real asset for him at the next level. Yeah, I think people are really, really excited about what they're getting, potentially getting in Isaiah Spiller on the field. I want to mention him, you know, kind of the person he is off the field too, because I'm always curious about, you know, these young kids who go to, you know, their father's alma mater, how do they handle those expectations? How do they kind of evolve as people off of the field? So what can you say about the journey that Isaiah went through off the field as a person, as a man, uh, over the three years at Texas A&M? He's a good kid. He really is. I mean, he was when he came in, he was raised really good by his mom and dad. You know, I don't want to just sit here and say he's a good old Texas boy. But, uh, you know, he, he, he's a Houston guy like I am. But, uh, you know, he's, he's quiet, but he's self-assured. And he likes to set the example on the field. You know, he's going to go out there and he's going to give it his all every time out. And this is a guy, especially in 2020, who put that team on his back. And he was hurt for the better part of that season. Mm-hmm. But you go, you go back and take a look. There were a lot of games where he'd come out limping or, you know, grabbing something, have trouble getting up off the field. But then he'd come back uh, a couple series later and he'd make a big play. And I think that that's something that will stand out when he gets to L.A. But, you know, he's just a a, a good character guy. He's good to have in the locker room. I don't think you're going to hear a lot out of him. And I don't think you're going to see him in the police blotter either. So I think that, uh, you know, in terms of what the Chargers are trying to build there, especially around Herbert and having somebody help Eckler, because I know 
his workload was just insane last year. You know, I think that he could be a real plus on the field, off the field, and maybe help them push, you know, into that playoff hunt. Yeah, you know, I think we're all really excited about the potential of Isaiah Spiller, like I mentioned. Um, And he's going to have a great opportunity. You know, I think a lot of these running backs that get drafted, you know, players in general who are drafted in the fourth round, you know, have to kind of scrape and claw for minutes. And I think Isaiah, if he handles his business, will be able to come in right away, make an impact, have a really good rookie season. And then, you know, sky's the limit, I think, for him. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing, you know, people like, oh, he's a fourth rounder. Running backs are so undervalued right now. It's absolutely crazy uh, how cheap you can get a very good running back. And Isaiah was one of the best in the country last year. Uh, you know, he split time with with A-Chain and both guys put up huge numbers. But he's put up huge numbers consistently. He's got the track record. He's He didn't have a great combine, but so what? Put on the film and you see what he can do. And I think that, you know, I honestly was shocked that he got out of the third round. Yeah. But when you take a look at what, just how undervalued all the running backs were. You know, guys look at the, you know, the NFL looks at running backs right now as disposable assets who are probably done by 28. And, uh, you know, or, you know, you certainly there are guys who are exceptions, but you take a look at the, the age that of most of them, they, they just, they'd rather put the, the, the high draft picks into quarter quarterbacks uh, wide outs, you know, anything but a running back. And I think that that kind of left him undervalued. But sure. this is a guy that I think will be a very nice compliment to Eckler. And, you know, I think as time goes on, I wouldn't necessarily say they're going to split carries because Eckler has already proven that he's a, a, a quality NFL back. But this is a guy that, like you said, they couldn't rely on anyone last year. And in this case, you can go to the bullpen and know that the guy's coming in is going to be able to get you some yards. He's going to, he's not going to fumble. I mean, that's one thing that he very rarely have ever did. And he's, he's going to know the playbook and he's going to do the little things that usually get overlooked. And uh, you know, the, the things that players and coaches appreciate. There we go. Some great Isaiah Spiller insight from Mark here. Uh, final question. We are big time draft nerds on this show. So I got to ask uh, outside of, uh, Isaiah's running mate, who you mentioned, uh, uh, A-Chain, I guess is his last name. Not A-Chain, yeah. Okay, anyone else on uh, the uh, Texas A&M roster that NFL draft nerds like us should be keeping an eye on for next year? That's a tough question uh, because the, it's a, a really young team. It has a ton of talent, but I think you're looking more towards the, the 2023 draft. One guy I like who probably won't go early will, is Andre White. He's a linebacker. Um, just a real consistent guy. I could see him being a, a hundred tackle guy in the NFL. He's not going to, to, to light you on fire, but you know, good, good guy in a, in a, the right system makes the, the plays in is intelligent, instinctive. I think that he could be really good, but um, you know, if he comes out Antonio Johnson, the nickel, Oh, nickel mm-hmm. slash safety. This kid reminds me of Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, he can play anywhere in the in the secondary. He can cover you in, man. He'll come up and hit you in the running game. Uh, you know, I think he's one of the most complete defensive backs already 
in this draft. And I don't think that he's he, one, he's not getting the credit that he deserves. And two, I think that uh, as the season goes on, people are going to recognize how good this kid is. And uh, I think that he's going to have a really big role on a, what's going to end up being a very, very good defense. Well, uh, Chargers fans certainly know what Jimbo Fisher can do with uh, a good safety prospect. So I'm excited to see, especially how that one pans out. And I've got to say, really excited for October 8th and, of course, everything else that is happening with Texas A&M then down there in uh in texas in the sec so mark thank you so much for joining me today appreciate it and uh thank you for all the great insight on isaiah spiller my pleasure take care you too everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.